welcome everyone you're watching and perhaps listening to Colin the Audible. Mo Khan is not here. Mm. Some say his ass is being slapped. That is randomly ins- inserted into this conversation. Absolutely. Replacing, yeah. replacing the old chicken in this soup <laughs> is peas. I uh, don't like candy. Mm. I do like candy. That's why I'm over And your name is? Stefano Berardi. Simon, I brought the candy. Eagle, I ate all the candy. <laughs> Literally, the bag's empty already. Yeah, I, do, I was watching you. I was watching you smash candy from so, the corner of my eye. And I swear to God, you're going to have diabetes. 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 You're going to die of beaties. You're going to die straight of beaties. Diabetes? Yeah. Diabetes. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. Black bear. Black bear. No, bears. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. What'd you see? All right. What'd you see? (laughs) Division 5. 5A. 5B. What'd you see? Somebody say something that's related to flag plus football, please. (laughs) That is not at all what I am here for, though. What are you here for? I am just here to take up a seat for Mokan. Can someone name a team? But Mokan sits <laughs> just over there. Name one team. All right. Longhorns lost this week. Oh, man, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use that one. So why Long- were you not use that one, yeah, guy? You're terrible at hosting. Longhorns lost this week by a lot of points. The Longhorns. Oh, wait. Almost. So. Ah, two mind, it's not the game. Dream Chasers. Yes. 50 12. Uh, Jesus, man. Learn to use the pauses. Learn to set up the narrative. I was about to, but then you cut Learn me off. Learn to use words I understand. So, <laughs> I've never done this before. So, Dream Chasers is a good team. Longhorns should be a better team than this. This kind of blowout should never happen. In the, in the scenario where, you know, like, Longhorns shouldn't lose by 38 points to anybody in this division. I agree that, listen, they're a little bit past their prime, but they're still a strong competitive Division 5 team. How are they only scoring 12 points and losing by 38? I don't know. Okay. Can you tell us why? Because defense wins. From your breakdown? Well, I was asking you a question. I don't know. I wasn't there. You were there. Can you tell us I why? I was not at Kirkland. <laughs> no. The game I watched <laughs> <laughs> was the... I thought you were posing a rhetorical question. <laughs> you know, and, and the I game, nothing to follow up. I game, was not! The game I watched was uh, The Process versus... Uh, I was there too. Le Speakeasy. You were there and you were limping because of old age. Yeah. Yep, I'm an okay. old chicken. You're an old chicken and <laughs> that makes the better the soup? soup. Is that what the thing? Is that yeah. what the saying is? Old chicken is good old for the chicken. soup is the saying. Okay. Well, that's a saying that I've never heard of until three times in the last two minutes. Well, but, but now you can stop hearing of it. That so. is very true. It's like vibrating in my head. Yes. So, uh, this uh, the speakeasy have to stop depending on uh, that quarterback. Because uh, and the quarterback I am referring to is Vincent Rijan, Yeah. in case people are wondering what quarterback I'm talking about. He is he has, still the losingest quarterback in FEF? I feel like we had this conversation. Isn't he the losingest quarterback in FEF? Well, the franchise that the that he well no he wasn't part of that franchise before, he joined to try to revamp that franchise which Didn't I forgot work. the name clearly. Failed. Also, I did the same thing yesterday. I was like, I can't remember what they used to be called. <laughs> Trap Eagle! Stars. Trap, Trap stars. stars. There we go. Trap, Trap stars. stars was the losingest franchise in FF history for. Oof, that's rough. Probably still is. Yeah, they went like five and eighty. It was terrible. They they had back to back zero and ten seasons and then a bunch of like one and nine seasons. To be fair, they lost their starting quarterback in like their second ever season and kept playing without him because he had a gruesome injury in one of the games. So going back to the game, uh, he uh, Andrew Langbert, who enjoys filming, someone almost broke his camera, fun fact. Uh, the ball was literally overthrown by uh, Vincent Richard, and it hit square on the camera, and uh, he panicked Andrew Langbert, and he fixed it right away. So if you're playing Andrew Langbert... 
Throw first it, down. Throw at the camera? Five yards away. Yeah, You're it. taking a shot at the camera, right? You're taking a shot at the camera, a thousand percent. You just don't want to be filmed. But he usually uh, puts it like on top of the net or something. It was yeah. that. There was that one on top of the net, and there was another one at the corner of the end zone. Oh, he has two now? Yeah. He is uh, moving up in the world, I guess. He is a crazy person. He is. Uh, but but <laughs> he said that I did my job properly, and I didn't have to arrange any of the stats, so I consider that a win. Hmm. Back to the game, Congratulations though. for patting yourself man. on Thanks, the back. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Nobody else does, so might as well do it myself. So uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Well, we're, we're trying to get that fixed by sending the dating profiles. Sugar at the bottom. That of the dating bag. program is terrible. Anyways, oh, so uh, you're, you're eating leftover sugar. It's, it's perfectly good sugar. You, you will die of beaties. And uh, Jesus the the process is a good team. Okay, yeah. uh, they've played against a speakeasy team that should have been better, but uh, they seemed out of sorts for some reason. They seemed uh, like they were miscommunicating. There was a time that. Uh, Two of their players got mad at each other because they went with the wrong play. So, I mean, get your shit in order, guys, and uh, you'll probably be better off than losing by 22 points against Andrew Langbert, I quarterback. Well, um, they actually, and uh, Dondre Borden had a touchdown call back early on a running play. Then he caught a bomb on the right sideline, sort of like tipped it away from a defender and brought it in for a touchdown. Um, they're good. Andrew Langbert doesn't have the best arm, but he knows the plays that work in FPF, and he has the guys on this team that can um, make up for his imperfections. Uh, Jacob Boydman at snapper is dirty, but also I don't understand why teams don't throw to Jacob Boydman 12 times a game. Like, bro, Jacob, if you want to have a bunch of catches, come play for peace. <laughs> the guy is honestly a, 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 like a legit talent. Every time I see him, he's wrecking dudes. And he only gets like three targets a game on every team he plays for. Yeah, he's very often open and always missed for some odd reason. Yeah. And he made, a, uh, he made a catch in the end zone that was pretty spectacular. It was a very uh, nice play. But uh, he is better than uh, his stats show. So spring yeah. season, mm. come play for us. Breakfast team. Uh, Pal- <laughs> Palpatine... Uh, Took on the Ravens. I was there for that. That game. was a great. Ga- that was a game of the week contender for me. Yeah. I wasn't expecting Palpatine to be able to be this competitive against Ravens. Although the zero and three Ravens, by the way. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I was about to say. Although Ravens came into this game zero and two, I feel like this roster should be better than what they are. Like looking at the roster on paper, I feel like this is a very strong team, but they're yeah. underperforming every single week. Couple of things to know from this game, Palpatine. They have the most wrong Star Wars references. On their jerseys. Dark Vader is not a character. <laughs> His name is not Dark Vader. But they got Jar Jar Binks correct. They got they, Jar Jar Binks correct. They wrote Dark Vader? Yeah, Dark, Dark Vader. not Darth. Dark. Hilarious, but I feel awful. I feel bad for Mahali. That was actually Mark Andre's jersey. I feel like <laughs> I feel it is, yeah. They, and, they, and I also said that they're all Jedis, if that's a fact. I'm not a bit much of a Jar Star Jar Wars Binks guy. Is not a Jedi. That's what I said, but uh, Mark Andre told me that their names are all based on Jedis. And I'm like, I doubt Jar Jar Binks is a Jedi. Eagle. Eagle, Jar Jar Binks a Jedi? He's clearly not a Jedi. Who else is not a Jedi? Google it. Google exists, Eagle. He like, goofed his way. There's also a theory that he's the Emperor. So Yeah, that, yeah I, I believe in that theory. Does he have a Jar Jar smoking Binks hot girlfriend? Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> wow. She might be smoking... And she could be of hot temperature, yeah. Because we don't know what happens on those planets. That's also very true when they're in space, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, also, who's to know what's attractive? Yeah, very true, parts. very true. Right. Maybe I'd be attractive in Star Wars. Universe. So in that game, another thing to note: uh, Joel Hill threw a ball back in the end zone that was overthrown completely. 
mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that ball's overthrown completely. And then a shadow covered uh, the area of the field shadow. I was standing in. And uh, Flag Jesus. Mm, Flag Jesus. Matthew Hood. Uh, great name. Matthew Hood came flying in. He was the shadow. He was, so he was the person that the shadow belonged to. Okay. A person can't be a shadow. Um, Fair. And with one hand, mm. like, snagged it. plucked it out yep. of the air. It like wasn't butter. even like, you know, like, guys bring it to the body. Just like, no, bam, mine. Yep. Like, I, I think the ball was completely deflated when he brought it down. <laughs> just, bam, just punctured it with sheer strength. You it's know? like when you go apple picking and like you just snag with an apple. It was like that, but in midair and at yep, a very fast lost. pace. But he the game uh, came down to uh, the backup quarterback of Palpatine. Matt uh, Dumont. Yep. Came in. He had a great game. Despite early troubles, uh, threw a touchdown on like the uh, on the absolute last play of the game uh, to win it. Uh, 39-33. So, uh, great game. That great was game, a good honestly. game. A game I saw this week, your Ooh. game, Puzzles, <laughs> Nakatomi Survivors against Tip Top Shape. This was, like you just, I w- wouldn't say said, but expressed. <laughs> not is there a, a difference game. in those two words? It, it wasn't a good game. It mm, was fair. not. Uh, so, even even on the Tip Top Shape side, it, they didn't play well. Although they still say they did, it was not a pretty game. There was a lot of mistakes made by both teams. Really not. Like, I felt like they should have had more flags than they actually got. So, like, every time I turned around, somebody was crying at the refs for a flag. They were just crying. They just cry all But then, so long. did you be. Like, I also saw you cry for flags. Yeah. So that also happened. Well, although, I was more talking to someone tough about... Day, tough guy tears. A potential uh, sexual, sexual transmitted disorder he might have. <laughs> um, Fair. But... Fair. Okay, so... So, if you look at the stat sheet, Anthony Adonham had nine of the 14 catches. Which resumes the game very well. He was pretty much targeted the whole time, and he was the only guy on offense that did anything. But Jonathan Lyricist did not play well. No. That at the end of the day, he had some guys open on key downs, and he missed throws that usually he would make. That ended up like uh, there was a fourth down that he tried to hit uh, Mike Donna back uh, like on the corner route, and he just overthrew him by a little bit. Although Mike was open, yeah, Mike Mike actually ran it off perfectly. It was wide open. It, it was a good route. It was a good play. The play calling was fine. John read it perfectly. He beat the rusher to it, but he just the ball was not placed well. And usually in those situations, when John's able to run out and beat the rusher by a little bit of time, he's he's precise and he's able to put it somewhere where the receiver could get it. He was just out of reach. So I don't know if it's just miscommunication between the fact that he you know, he hasn't played with Mikey before this season or he had a bad night. The um, teaching moment in this game, uh, I put the ball down to snap. Um, the rush, yes. They decided they were going to double rush, so the rusher changed side. But as soon as the ball goes down to snap, the rusher cannot change side. He loses oh, that's protection. when you lost your glasses? I didn't lose my glasses. Is that when you got slapped in your glasses? No, so what happened is... I I, sli- I spiked the ball and I I know that the guy didn't have protection. In fact, we even declared before the snap, no protection, no protection, no protection, doing the job for the referees because a lot of referees don't even know that rule, which I'll get to in a second. I snapped the ball, ran direct, ran a hook at the dude, and I got hit by rusher Salem El Jam. Um, and when I got uh, when I uh, was not back a step, I told him he hit like a female canine. Um, but the truth is, yo, that dude hit me like a ton of bricks. That hurt. I, I th- my chest has been hurting since that game. I don't but you can't say it. You can't say, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. And then he was the one I was accusing of having a sexually transmitted disease the entire game. Uh, okay. But that's just in-game trash talk. 
dude, seems like a nice dude. <laughs> I feel like you could go another way with trash talking, but I guess whatever works. Well, I was saying that that the chlamydia was the reason for his mental illness, which is why he was losing his temper. I built up a whole story. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I, d- I do have a storytelling when I trash talk. Mm, fair, the problem fair. with trash talk there has to be more. Every than time content. he's trash talks, it's because he's losing, and mm, very, he never very end very up winning. Because when he's winning, he doesn't say things. He's like, ah, whatever. This game doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> All that to say. Refs through the flag, anyways. Yeah. So at first, uh, it, what happened was one ref saw what happened but didn't know the rule. The other oh. ref knew the rule but didn't see what happened. So, so it took them a second to get together. And, and I'll give them credit. Both uh, Sean Madrowski, Murderface, and uh, Sh- uh, Simon Sabatino, Italian, not Murderface, no. got together and discussed um, to get to get it, to figure out what happened on that play. And and then Simon Sabatino was like, "Oh, he changed that, but they double rushed. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> Fair, you know." Well, um, well, you're not allowed to change. When the ball goes down, the rusher can change side, but you don't, they lose the protection. Yes. But if they double rush, and the first guy that crosses the line, the other guy can cross right afterwards, right? No, if there's two the rushers... They're both in the rush zone. doesn't matter. If there's Yeah, if there's two rushers... Well, only one gets protection, not both. Correct. So if there's two rushers... Mm-hmm. and But the one that changes side automatically has no protection. Yes, but the other one does. Yes. Unless, no, unless, no, no. unless number actually, one declares. No, because no, he actually declared. He declared oh, as so rusher and changed uh, sides, so nobody had protection. Uh, but if the number two guy would have declared saying, if you ask who's a rusher and, not, and the second guy declares yeah. and the first guy never had protection to begin with. That doesn't matter. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. So you could have ran into him, technically. Yeah, I d- it, it, That's still the guy I ran into. But then... He got hit by a ton of bricks. But then, yeah. But Anything else? No. Yes, probably. <laughs> and no about that game. We'll move on. Stefano. Well, uh, Pease and I saw the Ravens game together, and I saw the process game, and uh, that's about all I saw in uh, Div Five. In uh, Div Five, I was week. hoping for well, some sort of you had false hope, okay, <laughs> and that is by far the worst thing you could do to yourself. So uh, that, the that, most that's not the worst thing. Speaking of false is, hope, it is false team, hope. Every team goes into the season thinking they're going to do really well. What are the most disappointing teams? Uh, let's talk. Let's look at them. Uh, let's let's look at the zero and three teams. And uh, I'll, get, I'll throw a team out to you guys, one by one, and you guys tell me uh, about the team, why they've been disappointing, or are they just not good enough to compete in the division, uh, and your thoughts and so on. So, Asaba Simon, Simon, since you saw us firsthand, Nakatomi Survivors 0-3. How do I feel about your team? Yeah. Very disappointed. I feel like looking at the roster, you should be a above 500 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are not. Correct. Uh, offense is not defense is fine. It's like it's getting the job done, but the offense is always giving short possession, short field possessions to the other team. You keep on backing yourself into tough corners on tough downs. Like fourth and fifteen will never, won't, should not work in your favor. Um, it's an offense issue, not a defense issue. The team itself is fine, uh, but I think it's more than just like the quarterback. It's not just John Larissa is the issue. Is it's a little bit of everything. I find that the receivers don't match well with the quarterback. The play calling might be the issue more than the actual passer of the p- football. Steph. Yeah. Talk to me about Le Voyou. Uh Le Voyou, the game I have seen them play, uh, is basically they they should be 0-3. I mean, they have some guys on that team that, sh- that shouldn't make them 0-3, but their play calling and their miscues and stuff is just costing them all the time. Like, I've seen with... Personally, like their quarterbacks trying to force throws, to turnovers, and uh, it's just costing them games. And they, it's hard for them to get back when they're down two scores in the first like four possessions. You know, like they're always down. They're always down. They're never playing with the lead. They're always playing uh, trailing, and it's tough to come back from that. 
Some more Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers. That's that's a team that has been around for quite some time that always has the same issues. You look at them on paper, like, okay, this is a good team. They got players. They got all-star players everywhere on the field, yet they are never successful. I, I still don't understand how they're not able to win games in, like, Division Five with the players that they have. The guys, the Kieran Rangers, Jalen Grandison, they, they should be better than what they're putting out there. They're all strong individual players, but together it just doesn't work. So you either have to go back to the drawing board and say we need to change everything we're doing because it's not been working for like four seasons now, mm-hmm. or commit to the fact that you're gonna lose games by two scores week by week after week. Stefano, Tuesday night lights. You see that Tuesday night lights? They're a team. Uh, they need to realize how to play together as a unit because uh, their team their team uh, work. Uh, lacks like uh, they're always they, they they don't know what the play call is or when the quarterback's making a switch and uh, there's a bunch of miscommunications and it's just uh, the problem with that is that uh, if you're not on the same page you tend to lose and that's why they're on three and now if you don't uh, work on your offensive scheme because their defense isn't that bad their defense could stop they could help they could hold opponents to uh, not many points but if their offense can't put up any points you know it's uh like they got shut out by the Spartans this week, mm-hmm. and uh, the Spartans are usually the defensive team that uh, a defensive team that doesn't put up points, but they found holes in the defense of uh, Tuesday Night Lights and they just took them apart. So uh, they just gotta find ways to uh, to uh, find to like connect and uh, communicate, and communication is key in this league. And they gotta work on it. Ravens, Ravens. Oh, we we talked about them a little bit earlier. I find that on paper they should be. A very strong contender in Division Five. They are not. I believe it's it's the quarterback at the moment. I think he's talented. I just think that he's because like the you and I look at that receiving squad and we're like, mm-hmm. give me that, mm-hmm. please. That's good. I think the quarterback needs to learn FPF faster. I don't yeah. think that looking at this team, they won't have many opportunities to play in Division Five with the same group. Yeah, they, that's again. I think quickly. this is probably the last season before most of these guys get bumped up a little bit and they won't fit. They're a very so solid team. And Very there's good coaching in there because they know what they're doing, but the quarterback doesn't seem to call the right plays or make the right reads or make the right throws. And it's not a talent issue because he's a very good passer of the football. But so being a good passer and being a quarter, good quarterback are different things. Yes. The We've seen guys who are like, again, my favorite example of, of you know, this type of quarterback exactly is Joey Taylor. Not a particularly gifted well, passer of the yeah, football, but great FPF quarterback. Yeah, he's the other right? way around. And, but Joey also didn't start off as the best quarterback no. there ever was, right? Like, he learned. He had to learn, exactly. And I feel like Joel Hull could become a very, very good quarterback, but needs time. The problem is this team's a ticking clock. You don't have 10 games. You don't have three seasons ahead of you. I don't think Ravens have <coughs> enough time ahead of them to, for him to learn. So they need to find a play call that's going to make him successful right now. So um, I'm going to list some teams that are relevant right now. Two and one, uh, but that may fall off the table by week six. Right before we switch, you want to know one team that really disappoints me at the moment? Who? Punishers. Because? I saw them play yesterday. Against I the they're not on the list because they're not 0 3. Yeah, against the Bruins. They're, they're, well, they are 0 3 because they won by forfeit against Black okay. Knights and we won. Yes. But they lost that game. That was but a they cap got issue. Too. Yeah, it was a cap issue by Black Knights. Uh, Punishers, listen, we all know that team with Junior Spare, Anthony CJ. We know Adamo as a quarterback. The problem is. There's only two guys on the team that has cut touchdowns after three weeks. Anthony CJ has five. 
Junior Sparrow has one. Nobody else has touchdowns. Nobody else has over 100 yards. He's got to spread the ball more. That's his and, main issue. And I was I was looking at their game yesterday, and if it wasn't Anthony Sija or this check down Junior Sparrow, he was not even throwing the ball. He was taking bad yeah. sacks or running for a yard. He's not really a scrambler. So it's like you and I. You don't. We don't run to gain yards. So if I have to run, usually it's because somebody made a mistake somewhere. Yeah. And there was one play where I think it was the last play of the half, where he Anthony Sija did not didn't seem to run the pattern that he was given to him. So he said something, and then he ran the other way. So he gave him like a ten in and went out instead. So he held the ball the whole time, and threw it away instead of throwing to somebody. He threw it away, say, and then he he complained at Anthony saying you didn't run the right pattern. But there's four other yeah. receivers on the field that you could have given a chance to on the last play. I understand if it's fourth down, you want to go to your go-to guy. I but also, that. it may have broken the concept, though, where that brings one guy to cover. Like yeah, one guy can cover two guys because two guys have in the same spot. Last so play of the game. Last play of the half. Put Take up anyway, a chance. Yeah. At least give somebody a shot to make a play. You've got Junior Sparrow on your team. He wins 50-50 balls consistently. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just overall, I just feel like he's trying to feed two guys instead of running successful offense and it's not working yeah um so teams that are relevant right now but may fall off the table by week six i'll list them you guys give me two one or two that you think may not be relevant later in the season buffalo wild wings no show rolling with mahomie's dumb name spartans voodoo and palpatine it's, it's rolling with an apostrophe rolling I, I, it still it makes the I name even dumber. That's all. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying. It makes the name fixed dumber. Dumb name. I can't. Yeah, I can't made solve it, they that. made it num- dumber though. That's the worst part. Uh, in my opinion, I feel like No Show and Spartans are going to become irrelevant in the next because? few weeks. No Show is because yeah, they have some solid teams. They have some solid players on their team. Very good athletes, but uh, they they have this. Uh, what do you call it? like a? Uh, they 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 sometimes like their name. Some of the players No Show, right? They could never. It's it's sometimes they just never have the same six or seven guys, and they're they're calling people off the the bench or who played prior and this and that, and that just ruins chemistry in my opinion. Now Spartans, so uh, I disagree with you on Spartans. Yeah, you tell me why. Spartans, their offense. No disrespect to James Andrea, great guy, friend of mine, uh, but uh, he, his offense is very predictable. Mm-hmm. Okay, right now it's going good. It's going swimmingly, and uh, but. Teams are going to adjust. They're going to realize when he faces those better defensive teams down the line uh, that they'll, he'll he'll find a way to mess it up. They, they usually don't put up many points. They usually depend on their defense. Yeah. But the defense is very good. No, no disrespect. But if they get discovered a game or two and, and then it comes down to the offense, I just don't think they have the offense that could bail out their defense in a sense. See, but like... I, the thing is, I actually think he has the most pieces around him. What what I will say about James Andrea is, at times he puts too much on his own shoulders. Mm, but true. like that's very true. Charles David Martel, Andrew Grant, Alexi, Alexander Noel, Alexis Bassett. I don't know if they're both full time, but either way, it's the same kind of receiver. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Samuel Bassett, uh, Daniel Casavan is a great snapper. Um, mm. They like again. This is a a team that is. Just has a, an embarrassment of riches in, in terms of talent. Yeah, they're a, they're a complete team. It's just that their offense may not be able to bail out their defense. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And if if they face a high powered offense, and they have to score, 
their defense might give them the chance, but then they have the trouble of capitalizing on those. You know, like they're, they're very their offense isn't, in my opinion, good enough to score more than twenty four points. So if they don't allow, a well, team, they've only scored as much as twenty four once. Yeah, which this week they yeah. they won twenty four to zero. But other than that, they've scored nineteen points and twelve points, I think, and it, it came down to a defense, right? But if their defense, as I said multiple times, allows more points, they won't be able to compete with the opposing offense. That's why I think they're gonna be. Uh, Irrelevant in a couple weeks. I I like to believe in Voodoo and Palpatine this season. I hate believing in Palpatine, but I think that they'll be one of those. You're answering up- the wrong question. Yeah, the question is who's gonna fall yeah. off. So no. they won't. So yeah, but you don't, don't give so me what I like. You could just say, well, no. colors are colors I like are blue. It's not what I asked. And you won't know what that is. So I can't yeah. go there. That's very true. But he does no gray. Uh, the one you know team. The fuck out of <laughs> <laughs> Everything is gray. The one, the one team that I feel is gonna fall off that you guys didn't mention is Buffalo Wild Wings. I think that they are only two and one because their schedule has been easy. Mm-hmm. They that's lost true, the tip top shape, an eighteen to twelve game, which was not pretty. Their last two games have been to teams that are struggling, and they barely won. Like they're they're not convincing wins. Their offense is not great. Uh, their defense is good. They're keeping guys like they're able to keep guys from scoring against them, but. They're, it feels like they're playing field positioning in FPF, which never works because this is not football. And uh, Well, it is football, just not actual football. Yeah, you, like, in tackle football, you can play field positioning yeah. because there's field goals. Yeah. But here, there's no field goals. So you're just punting the ball and gaining yards to no extent. I feel like they're going to be humble very fast and they're going to lose the next two games. Um, I was looking at Division 5 in general, 5A and 5B, and I'm actually... I started playing in Division D and in Division 5, and compared to what it was, there is an insane amount of talent in Division 5 at the moment. Yes. It's it's the best, and like, I, I, it's one of the topics I we scrapped in Division 6 because we didn't have time to get there. Um, like, as talent at the bottom of FPF has never been better than it is now. It's It's actually quite impressive that the level of competition even at these low divisions teams from other leagues come thinking they're going to dominate and often don't they hit a brick wall you know because 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 so this much talent looking at division 5a specifically who is the best trio of receivers in my opinion i'd say it's uh super saints Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Seagal, so Jared Gallant, and Troy Russell. Seagal, but i don't Seagal. care Seagal. Seagull. Seagull is a stupid Seagull. name. Just tell people your name is Seagull, bro. <laughs> Honestly, why wouldn't you capitalize on that? If Come I on, could Dylan. tell people my name is Seagull. I, in fact, I'm going to start introducing myself as P. Seagull. My name is P. Seagull. It's got a nice ring to it. Great name. My name is Dylan Seagull. See, but the name Dylan is like, ugh. but Seagull, you like, it makes up for it. But yeah. Just they, call yourself Seagull. Like yeah, just Seagull. Name. Like one name. Like this. But uh, look, Dylan Seagull, I'm going to stick with that, even mm-hmm. though that's not the pronunciation. Uh, Jared Gallant and Troy Rothrep. Now, Jared Gallant, deep threat. Honestly, he's a tall dude. He's uh, very quick. Uh, you throw it up to him, 98% of the chance to get come down with it. You got to give the defender a chance. Or I like the random percentage. 98. 98 is a very good number. Not 83. No. 83 is a bit too low, but <laughs> 98 is fine. Now, Seagal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Seagal. I'm yeah. going to hope it catches on. Seagal, he's the all-around guy, like uh, third third read usually for yeah, just like the actor like whether it's under siege yeah, or under exactly. siege two or fighting great all around actor. yeah all great around. all around receiver that's it uh <laughs> he, he's the guy that uh jordan hits often when jared galang is covered and troy is covered also he's like third read but he's also always open for some reason like every game i've seen of the super saiyans like 
he's just open like 15 yards down the field and it's as if he's like people don't know he exists maybe because the name's Seagal. Yeah. Maybe that's why. And then you have Troy who's very dependable. He's got good hands. He's the red zone guy. Like if they're too close, uh, they give it to Troy on like an outer or something and he always comes down with it in the end zone. So in my opinion, that's the best trio of receivers in the fight. Yeah, and I mean, when you face up against a guy like Don Seagal, you know, you one would say you're on uh, deadly ground. You're, gonna, you're making a Steven Seagal reference now. <laughs> look, look at his face. I feel, I feel like he's trying, he's trying super hard to make that reference. No, I'm not. Listen, it's just, it's just, you go into that game, you're going to leave with exit wounds. Yeah, he's definitely trying very hard. You're really trying hard. Listen, I mean, I mean, Die like, hard. You, I don't think you should be able to put a team like this together. Like, it should be, it should be like, you know, you're banned. You can't do that because no one's above the law. Oh, my God. He's so the best <laughs> the best movie titles of all time belong to Steven Seagal, by the way. I feel I like... I want to watch all of these it, movies. It seems to me like you searched Steven Seagal movies, and those yeah. are the three first movies that showed Literally, up. That's what happened. That's what happened. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Shocker. Shocker. He tried so hard. So yeah. much went into that. Prep. Prep. Simo, Prep work. I like, I like Outlaws for that the top three receivers. I think the best receiver in Division 5 is Kevin Smuda. Uh, and he plays on outlaws. I think he's the best number one receiver there is in the division, which elevates your team. Now, I know we love to hate on Nick Dana, uh, our friend, Who? your friend, Nick Dana. Nick Dana? Uh, Kevin Kusai? Yeah, Kevin Kusai. You call, you call him Nick Dana? Because he's a neck bandana. Oh, neck bandana. Yeah. Okay, makes neck sense. Neck Dana. Neck Dana. Okay, I heard Nick. I was like, what is Nick? <laughs> so, okay, so you have to cover Kevin Smuda, otherwise you're going to lose the game. But then this guy... Kevin Kevin Kusai keeps catching passes underneath and it's super frustrating. So you have to play Kevin Kusai, which creates mismatches for Josh Levine. And that team is virtually unstoppable because of how the, the pieces that they have are all very good receivers individually. Mm-hmm. And when they play together, like you, you, everybody knows you have to stop Kevin Smuda. But then you get frustrated because Kevin Kusai is getting touchdowns. So you cover these two guys and then you get uh, like Josh Levine with six touchdowns already. And... It's the sort of team that's very difficult to play against because you basically have to win every matchup one-on-one. You can't really key on somebody else, and they're excessively good against them. See, like, for me, the one I thought you were going to go with was uh, Kevin Lubin, Mindy Kardashian, and Justin Previon on uh, GLC. Yeah, That's a good good receiver core. There's a good argument to make with GLC because I feel like their offense is... The team is built around the offense rather than around the defense. I feel like with smart with the recent smart. addition of Kevin Lubin to that GLC franchise, they finally have the right pieces to have a successful offense. The only issue I have with that team is they never have the pieces together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Really, like, you, you have Jason Jason misses games every now and then. Kevin Lubin rarely plays ten games, right? Like the that team, Mandy Caldichon also he, he tends to miss games here and there. So the problem with this. GLC team is at full strength. They're one of the best teams, but that's gonna happen once or twice in the season. See, for me, that the grouping I like, and the, I don't know if the, the numbers will show it at the end, but in terms of pure talent, I like the Texas Rangers, Jalen Grandison, Taekwon John, and Trey Grant. That right to me is virtually uncovered. That's like a diff three yeah. receiver core. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That like, is. That like is. so, the team is not complete. Quarterback is shaky, but my God. There's Individually, the receiver, so the receivers could bail them out. That quarterback, they should bail them out. Yeah, they should. That's a that's a pretty solid. If you trio. give if you give that trio to any Div three quarterback, that's that's a successful team. Except one, which happened in the past. Oh, your boy. Talking about a guy I picked off. Your boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, in um, in five B, yes. Um, are the, you running away with lead in Conference B West? I listen. I believe so. I think they're one of the strongest teams in the division. I believe Mokan was the one who picked them as the number one team in five B. We have a fair share of arguments. Mokan is Mokan, but in Conference B West, I don't think anybody can catch up to them, and I think they're far above everybody else. As even Conference B as a whole, I find the U is the best team in Conference Conference B, five B. There's a few teams in like Conference A, for instance, that can catch up to like the Process, Bruins, even maybe like A Town or Tough Lungs. But as a whole, the U is one of the favorites in the division, and I find that Conference B is very top heavy because of them. Yeah, the U, uh, there are teams that they've been playing together for, for quite a while. So it's as if uh, anything they put together just works, and it's just uh, they, they have uh, over 100 points for in three games. So, uh, I mean, they, they put up, they're averaging like 34, 33 point something uh, points a game, right? There's no decimals, but you know where I'm going, math. And uh, they, they do allow, they do allow wait, many wait, points. What? There are math. no decimals. Your sentence was, there in, are no decimals. In, in First points. of all, factually, there are decimals. No, but in FPF scores, you don't say, oh, the guy's winning 32.5 to 19.6. No, you know, but if you that's what I'm the saying. Average, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, okay, but then I did but, math. Oh, I said you, math. But you did also okay. didn't have the exact number. I know it was 33 <laughs> point something. It's, I mean, it's close enough. Steph, if Eagle would like to step in at any time, pretty quiet in this corner. Would you, or whatever. would you give half a sack to someone? Half a sack? Yeah, it depends. Is the guy already falling? If the guy's already falling and oh, then he manages to touch so him, gravity gets the other half. Ga- gravity yeah. gets the other half. Isaac, you put you gravity. Yeah, well, so, so would Isaac. A, like a botch snap be a half a sack? No, a botch snap is just a bad snap. So the the other the other half could go to the snapper. Mm, yeah, well, then answer is gonna be weird because he sacked his own quarterback. Yes, no he did. He, he actually sacked. did. He did. I know, but like <laughs> if you say it out loud, it sounds like you have some kind of mental disorder or something. Like <laughs> but uh, you know, see the use problem. They yeah, they put up a hundred points, but they also allowed sixty six mm-hmm. in three games. Okay, I'm sure yeah, they were plus thirty. So twenty two a game is a good defense. Twenty two is not, but that's they have the offense. It's it's it's, it's okay. Twenty points. <laughs> Don't hit me with a decimal, or else I will kick you under the stage. I did not. I said twenty two. Yeah, but then you average it out in your head, and I was like, so sixty six divided by three. But the only twenty two. Do some of that math. Math. The only face. The rest of the way, the only face the Bruins oh. and Lebrun, who have a winning record at this point, um, will they be inflated heading to the playoffs? Yes. Because I think that they're the best game. There's gonna be the Bruins against the U is gonna be a great game, and it's gonna define whether the U are gonna go undefeated or not. That should be game of the week. I think that Bruins is the only team on their schedule left that could take them down, unless somebody comes in and there's like a fluke game. But the problem is if you if they do beat Bruins and they win the next five games, to finish undefeated, they will have a undefeated record, a bit inflated because they haven't. They only beat one or two. Maybe three proper teams, playoff teams. The rest are teams that are sort of finding themselves. And so you're going to come in the playoffs saying we destroyed everybody on our schedule. We won 10 games. But in reality, you beat on weaker teams for most for the most part. Um, Stefano, I saw Orsa register in Division 5B. I thought they're in over their head. Why wouldn't they register for Div 6? And do you agree with that assessment? See, they did think that they would be better than they are because uh, they should. they started in 6D. 
In no e, e two e two yeah e two and then we put them in the e one playoff bracket yeah so that should have been a sign that you don't belong higher than six. Well, and like, so like they're six, a good team, sixty to six, especially defensively. You're gonna see better quarterbacks yeah. already. That, that's the big difference between uh, sixty and six. Yeah. And then five is a step up because you, it's just better football at that point. Yeah, it is. Like uh, also teams in Division Five B, uh, the teams that. Uh, have been in six already, and they know how what it takes to to win, and uh, they have to get boosted because they don't fit in six anymore. So they, they that means that their team is growing as a unit. And Orsa, they they had a year mm-hmm. under their belt, more or less, one season, one Not season. Year. Yeah, they didn't play the Fall Cup, right? No, no, it was that one season. And like, sure, they took that extra step. Maybe I, I guess they wanted to challenge themselves, so they're like, oh, we could probably do it in five because six e two was uh, easy for us. Let's say, even though they finished with the they had a winning record, but like in my opinion, they did. They should have stayed in in six. They should have stayed in six. Um, what can Antonio Spezia do to improve a quarterback, Simo? To me, in any, you you need to start calling plays that are high percentage plays. Give yourself a shot. It's not about. It's not always about hitting ten, fifteen yards per play. It's about letting your receivers do play, make plays for you. So if you're hitting a two yard pass. And the receiver runs afterwards, you're at least going to get a yard or two. And if one defender misses, then you're looking at seven, eight, maybe 15 yard gain. It makes it easier on your quarterback because you're just able to complete passes over and over. It, the, fr- the defense gets frustrated and they're, they're trying to jump things, and that's when you catch them off guard. If you try to do it the other way around and you try to catch them off guard first and be the smarter player on the field and go over top, that's usually when your, first of all, your completion percentage drops. You're staring at tough downs like third and fourth and long, which is very difficult to convert. When you're when you're playing a fourth and ten, the defense starts at ten. Mm-hmm. So you have your receivers have to get to ten yards before the defense even moves. So before you can read anything and see where guys are going, everybody has to run ten yards, but the rusher only has to run twelve before it gets to you. So in most cases, the defense won't even move before you have to throw the football. And then the defense reacts to your throw against instead of you reacting to what they are doing. So if you have shorter downs, it makes converting those third and fourth downs much easier. And it's something that's usually overlooked in lower divisions because it, it's not glamorous to throw two-yard hooks or five-yard hooks or slants and drags underneath. But it works. It's super successful. And then you're able to move the change. And you're, even your teammates are more happy playing with you because you're scoring more points and everybody's more involved in the game. What do you guys make of the fighting Flamingo start? Uh, eight interceptions, six sacks in the first three games, but only scored more than 30 points once. Uh, what's the issue with their offense? Uh, they, they're at 1-1-1 one, one, and one right now. Yeah, so their tie was a 7-7 seven, seven game. Mm-hmm. Who's the QB on this team? I, I believe is it, is it's... Is it not Brad Evans? Is it Alexander Lille or is it Brad I believe Evans? it's Alexander Lille oh, and yeah. uh, Brad Evans subbed this week because Alexander okay. Lille wasn't there this All right. week. Okay. So it's Alexander Lille. But uh, yeah, like they have... Their defense can make plays, but their offense has to uh, get uh, take advantage of those plays. And if they did, they'd probably be 3-0, you know, in yeah. my opinion. Because, yeah, they tied 7-7 the first game. Then the second game against player recognition, they won 37-19, which, which is if a, you hold a team under 20 points, in, in my opinion, a blowout. that's a good it's a good defense for you to hold a team to 20 points. It didn't take much. And then they... They took it to the U, like you know. They lost like by it, four to the U. They lost by four to the U, and and to us, the U is like above and beyond, mm-hmm. right? Everybody else in their conference, right? So I mean, I don't know what to quite make of it, but they gotta, 
they probably have to tie up some loose ends, and then uh, they'll probably get to they'll probably have a much better. Record One thing there. I noticed is Michael Kazaka hasn't scored yet, and uh, neither he nor Troy Lenve have been dominating on offense. And these are two of the best receivers in the division. Um, has quarterback Alexander Lille spread the wealth too much on uh, offense? I think he's trying to get chemistry with the new guys. But it's like a mashup of two teams together. Uh, this is not the same Fighting Flamingos. Well, but Fighting season. Flamingos or whatever Brad Evans team has included uh, both Troy Lenve and like he's just a, qu- a new quarterback to this team. Yeah, that's Troy Lenve and 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 Michael uh, Kazak have played with him for a while. But, but the new quarterback is a new offense. Yeah. Right. So I think he's just trying to get chemistry with new receivers. It didn't really work out well in the first week. If you don't run practices, you've never played with these guys before. It doesn't necessarily work out right away. Week two, you've seen a better offense. You missed week three against the U. I think next week against Legal Cuck is going to be a very interesting game. Legal Cuck are flying under the radar. They only played two games. They lost to the U by four points, which is good. So it's safe to say Legal Cuck are rising. Yes, it's safe to say. Very good. You're so clever when you want to be peace. Sometimes. So I, I think that this could be a trap game for Fighting Flamingos because they might walk into this game thinking this is going to be a wash, but yeah, it they'll probably underestimate will not. Them. Uh, so this is a close game, and then they they should be able to win their next two punishers and uh, need help should be wins for Flying Flamingos. So overall, the two and one puts Flying Flamingos uh, like a above average, and that's where I believe they are. Speakeasy have been r- running a bizarre read option RPO offense. Um, Stefano, you and I saw that game against the process. Would how would you best describe the offense to speak easier running? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you run a, a a read option in flag football? Like, I don't. Like, you're not gonna. If you keep running that, you can't run back to back plays. So they'll automatically know that one of those two plays is a fake, and then yeah. they're not gonna bite. So then the quarterback, then the guy's coming straight for you, even if you're trying to fool him. It's not gonna work out. But uh, then after the, the the receivers, they try and get open, and then the quarterback overthrows them. So I'm like, why don't you just simplify it and try not to put yourself in a position that you can't do anything? Well, and uh, on one play in that game, they did a handoff. So the rusher followed the handoff, and then the uh, the guy who took the handoff threw back to the quarterback but the ball hit the ground in the end zone for a safety. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, what are you trying to do? Like, that's automatically a failure if you're trying to make a guy that's not oh. even a quarterback toss it 10 yards across the field and then lands on the floor for a safety. That's oh. And that's not like you're doing it on purpose because I've seen yeah. it done on purpose before oh. for funny reasons. Yeah. And uh, that so, like, you got to just fix it. Like, what are you doing, honestly? Simo, uh, can can an RPO or read option offense work in FPS? Nope. There's a reason people don't do it. There's Good. a reason it's not a successful playbook and you don't see it every second play in FPF. The the simple fact that in FPF, you you can only run once every second play kills RPO. Yeah. Like Steph said. So, there's no point. I've seen it attempted in Division 2 uh, yesterday. It was the funniest thing. They had two guys in the backfield. They ended up the fake end off to one guy. Started running towards the line of scrimmage with one guy next to him to sort of lateral next to him. Mm-hmm. Problem is, as soon as you step on the line of scrimmage, you can't pass no more and laterals are not permitted. So if you're playing TB, wait for him to get to the line of scrimmage. Once the QB with the ball crosses, then he can't pass it anymore and just blitz him. If he Or he's going to have to pass it before the line of scrimmage, which is still in front of you, and you can still make a play. So one guy can cover two guys all the time. 
We when our first season with Punch Panda, we we ran a pitch option a lot. Um, <laughs> it was successful Panda. the first time. Never so we ran a lot, but and then never successfully. Yeah, it was only successful because teams didn't know what that was. But yeah, they, they, they thought it was a delivery. It was like a, like, a, like a like a thirty yard run for a touchdown. Okay, so it really worked. Yeah, we had what we had. Anthony Corvoni, a quarterback, who was insanely fast. Well, that's like so true. that helps. <laughs> Maybe we just need like a Sean McVay type or like, I guess in more FPF terms, like a Joey Taylor to come in and define an RPO option for... Uh, so, are you running, running is just generally useless, hard to sustain an FPF. So, so you're, you're comparing Sean McVay to Joey Taylor? Yes. Okay. He did that to a field. They so might be the same no, age. I just, I just want they're, to they're both going to be Hall of Fame. They they might be and they're the same age, age right? Are they the same <laughs> age? <laughs> I don't uh, know how Joey is, but he's, he's, he shouldn't be that far from 30. Well, Sean McVay's 32. Or thirty-three today. Three today. Oh yeah. Well, no. I don't know if you guys' birthday because that's weird. Uh, Eagle. How's that weird? What we're we doing? Facebook. It's weird. Games of the week. It's everywhere on the internet. Is that all you do, guy? Um, no, yeah. he, I mean, produces. he produces. It's he is, true. He's by the way dying produces. from his sugar like uh, crush. Like he is dying of diabetes down. as we speak. You can see his veins just popping on the side, and he's still Never going at it. I'm better. like, how is there still sugar in that bag? Like he's still going at it. Okay. All right. Let's go through some games here. Um, this 5B, Finessers, Easy W. Man, I I like Finessers as a team a lot. I don't know why half the time the register, register team, it doesn't work. Uh, but I, I think Easy W is just a bad matchup for them at this point. Easy W. Give me the freebie. I think Easy W is going to win this one. What they do on offense is difficult to stop. I don't think Finessers has a defense to do it. Yeah, f- Finessers are... Uh they're fun to watch because they get super hyped on very minimal plays. But uh, Easy W is just too strong. I mean, Jeremy White found his drive at quarterback, and uh, he's, he's, they're going to come away with the victory. All right. Uh, a battle of the dumpsters, uh, but one of these is going to break out of 0-3. Dope Boys versus Orsa. I think Orsa is just in over their head. Dope Boys are a better team, and they always start slow. So for some reason. They're probably going to win four in a row now, so give me Dope <laughs> Boys for that reason. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Orsa, Orsa shouldn't be in this division, so Dope Boys are probably... It probably won't be a high-scoring affair, but or, uh, but the Dope Boys are going to... I don't want to watch that game. I wouldn't want to watch it either, okay. but I get paid too, so... Yeah. <laughs> Might have to do we it. Technically, all do. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah, uh, not special anymore. Uh, we uh, got Thundercats and Mobamba. Mobamba. Uh, give me uh, Thundercats for this one. Yeah, Thundercats and Mo Bamba are still trying to figure out how to play this game. I think they're going to figure out this week in Mo Bamba. Ooh. You just want to say Ooh. Mo Bamba. <laughs> Mo Bamba is very fun to say. And lastly, we have Punishers versus Le Carcajou. Um, uh, I Le agree Carcajou. with you guys that uh, that the offense can't be entirely Junior Spera and Athesija, but I think this is the kind of game they could take advantage of that and Punishers win. Well, if... Uh, if uh, Yadaluka stops just looking at two of his receivers, I'm sure, pretty sure he's going to be much better, and uh, they'll come up with the victory. He just got to listen to me. No, it's gonna it's gonna be frustrating because he's gonna look to two guys, and it's gonna work, and they're gonna win. Yeah, just because these think. two guys are better than the Carcajou. What is the Carcajou, anyways? The one French guy. Uh, it's table. the people that the, the Carcajou is like the people that lived in uh, the Cajun. Like, uh, Saying more French words is not helpful. Like New Orleans. Oh, okay. Like See, it was that so? Helpful? Cajun people. Cajun yeah. people. See, that there makes more sense. It says Cajun. Casher. Yep. All right. Div I mean, seriously, clearly that word's not a French word, too. <laughs> we have uh, Ravens versus Dream Chasers. Uh, Ravens have to win eventually. Give me Ravens. They're, they're good. It doesn't make sense. They are good on paper. I have no idea why, but I still think they're going to go own four. 
Yes, I believe Ravens are going to win this week. Okay. Because they don't have enough time to turn around. They're going to simplify. It's going to work. We have Super Saiyans versus Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Super Saiyans are very good. Um, Jordan Allard's hitting his stride. Yep. And uh, Buffalo Wild Wings are not very good. Uh, Nick Bello will try and cheat, as he always does, and they'll lose. Like Tom Brady. I was wrong. Kekajou is an animal. It's a Wolverine. You were really off, though. Like, but thanks You're for searching. See, this <laughs> and the Wolverine. I mean, like a really guy. Well, I just Googled it. Kekajou. You first, see how simple life is The first is thing the that came up was... It looks like Le, not le Glouton ou Carcajou, autrefois appelé Wolverine. So I guess it's a Wolverine. I feel like that's not a Wolverine. Eagle, uh, can you bigger. look up a Cajun Wolverine? No. How uh, is that? That looks like an armadillo. Outlaws. <laughs> that's an armadillo? What's wrong with you? It looks like one without the shell. Come on now. How would you know what an armadillo without a shell looks like? Look at that. Look at that. That's not an armadillo. How is that a Wolverine? Outlaws versus Palpatine. Uh, I think Marc-Andre Desolier is going to be back in this game. Um, I think it's going to be close, but I think Outlaws will ultimately win the game. No, the Outlaws are, are going to are gonna like they'll take their offense to uh, Palpatine in a way that they won't know what hit them, and Outlaws are going to win. I'll take Outlaws over Dark Vader. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Brocasian versus Tents and Hammocks. Ooh, La Brocation. Uh, Tenson Hammocks hasn't been great this season. It reminds me of what happened with Daniel Elward this summer. He just focused on uh, two receivers. This time it's the other Elward and still Alex Joltepuff. Um Get Joey Tate involved. Uh, but Joey until that happens, Tate. I don't think they're going to win. Joey Tate's. Well, I am not a big fan of camping. So uh, Tenson Hammocks, you already lost me. But I feel like uh, you, you're, they're going to win this week. Not because So all those words... I am not. I'm telling people that I don't like camping. I believe in the Joey Tate's. I think that Joey Joey's gonna have three touchdowns this week. Ooh, three, three. Oh. Shake it off, boys. Shake it off. Shake it off. Taylor Swift. Um, guys, thanks. No, that was good. Is. That was enjoyable. It was. Uh, we got. Did you say it wasn't. We're gonna still keep going it. for the remainder of our shows. Simone's actually hosting Division Four, so for those players playing Division Five, Division Four, Simone and I are gonna switch seats. Uh, and will continue to make his life miserable from that angle. Uh, thank you, Stefano. No problem. Thank you, Simon, for the work you've done. Uh, Eagle, should you give me the Cajun Wolverine? No. Cajun we are Wolverine. still on the screen. I'll wait. You're not getting a Cajun Wolverine. I want to see the Cajun Armadillo skin. <laughs> it'd be funny if that's like a nickname for the Armadillo. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Eagle, for not doing your job. But most Producing. of all... Thank you all for letting me produce a Cajun Wolverine. <laughs> Be myself. <laughs>